0: To begin to uh, do our celebration uh, message. Uh, as I said to you earlier, that God spoke a little bit earlier uh, in our uh, Beyond series and shared with me that on um, Commitment Sunday, what, whatever amount came in, that he would give me passage that would be a, a picture into 2018. I was so excited about that and. Uh, And so as I sought him, as I just uh, spent uh, some quiet time with him, it was such an honor to um, just come to a point where he was speaking it to me, he was sharing, and I could see it really, really clearly what the Lord was saying. On um, our celebration uh, Sunday, as we look at what that message was, what those commitments were, I shared with you that uh, it's a little over three hundred thousand. What we did is we had people that did give after Commitment Sunday, but but we took that Commitment Sunday. I took that Commitment Sunday giving, and our Commitment Sunday giving was two hundred and eighty-two thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars. Our faith commitment. Our faith commitment. I'm prophesying that giving. But our, our faith commitment, our pledge was two hundred eighty-two thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars, and so God gave me a couple of passages of Scripture, and I want these going to be the foundational scriptures for our teaching today. And we're going to look at others, but these are the foundational <laughs> scriptures here. The first one is in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse two. So it was two hundred and eighty-two thousand. I'm sorry, yeah, two hundred eighty-two thousand, eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So God took the of our commitment. God took the first three numbers, and that's Deuteronomy twenty-eight two. And He took the last three numbers, which is in the book of 1 Kings chapter eight verse twenty. And so we've got two hundred eighty-two eight twenty. Ah, my goodness. So in Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. Are you there shouting, huh? Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 2. And I want you to see this. It says, "And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey." the voice of the Lord your God. That is a picture into 2018. Not some of the blessings, but all of the blessings shall come upon you and what? And what? You know what? It's one thing to come upon me. It's another thing to take me over. (laughs) All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But there is a condition for that. Now we know that we started out in obedience uh, as we offered up our faith commitment, but that, that, that has to continue because God says that all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because. Isn't it interesting sometimes when you you have a child, and a child asks you, you know, uh, why? And, and you would say, you would explain, but then they've got a curiosity that takes you to the edge, right? But why? And then you explain a little bit more, but why? Now, I haven't said this, but I've heard some parents say this, because I said so. So, so because you obey the voice of the Lord. Deuteronomy 28 and 2. Now, let's take a look at 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 20. 282,820 dollars. This is a picture into 2018. Let's read it together like we know it is the word of his power. Let's read it together now. So the Lord has fulfilled the word which he spoke. My God, he said that all the blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. You did your part, and notice what happened. The Lord has fulfilled his word. Look, first he said what would happen, but then after that, there was a testimony that he had done what he said he was going to do. Let's read it together now. So the Lord has fulfilled his word which he spoke, and I have filled the position of my father David and sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised And I have built a temple for the name of the Lord God. Now, isn't that interesting? $2,820. That he he, he tells you a promise for yourself and he gives a testimony about the church. That out of our faith, what have we done? Now, let's take a look at this because we're going to kind of unpack this because God is speaking and repeating a declaration here of blessings in preparation for what he is going to do in your life. And uh, particularly as we get, look into the window of 2018. And I strongly submit to you today, as we shared on last week, that God has already blessed you. And many times we don't, uh, uh, the Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding. And wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get understanding. And so last week we talked about understanding the blessing. And then now, uh, as we look here, I believe it's interesting, very interesting to me that, uh, God made a promise that the blessing would come upon us and it's, it would overtake us. And uh, by making that promise that he has made, uh, I love the First Kings where he said that he fulfilled his word. And then as we uh, look from the beginning of God's word, as we said on last week, that God had the intention to keep the blessing operating in the earth. He blessed Adam, then he prepared a place for Adam, and he put a blessed Adam in the place that he had prepared. And then when Adam didn't do it right, then God put that blessing on Noah, God put that blessing on Abraham, and he says that this blessing is going to last forever, and then that blessing came on Jesus. And that blessing is on us. Would you say, that's me? And so what we recognize then is uh, this blessing that he talks about, this blessing. Uh, We're going to unpack that so that we can see exactly how God is doing that. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, we're going to look in verse 20 and 21, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. Let's read it together. Now, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. Equip you with everything good for doing his will. He equips you for what? To do what? Oh, my God. So he equips you uh, for everything good so that you can do his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, you know what I love about amen? Amen says, so be it. God's given you everything, every good thing, uh, so that you can do his will. Well, I say that about me. Amen. So be it. It's settled. It's done. But notice what happens here. This is more than just a prayer. See, because this is a, uh, there's a mood petition that is in play here. It's an expression of desire, an expression of, of desire. And from the writer's standpoint, one of the things that we see here, that, 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 that this writer is saying, this is what I desire for you. And this entire verse, it centers around the will of God. And as it centers around the will of God, I think it's very interesting because what it is is saying that this is what God is speaking about his will for your life. And so I pray, and, and also the writer's praying two things. The writer's praying, may he equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And then the second thing is that may he work in you that which is pleasing to him, and he would do it through the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. And so now, God has equipped you. May he equip you. Look at this. My God, as you go into 2018, remember that God put the blessing on Adam Because Adam was not supposed to struggle to work. Now, you go all the way back to the beginning of the year where God says, walk with me, work with me, see how I do it, and learn the what? Unforced rhythms of grace. See, there is something that God is saying to us that what was a struggle two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, uh, last year, is not going to be a struggle in 2018. Glory to God. Unforced rhythms of grace. And so what do we talk about? You've got to get into the rhythm. God has a rhythm. Grace has a rhythm. And it controls your movement. And so what we, what we find here then is that may he equip you with every good thing for doing his will. Doing his will. Now, in other words, he's saying may God move in your life that he's going to give you everything you need to please him. May God move in your life, that He gives everything you need to please Him. And God says that I want to work in you, and I want to work in you to such a degree that your life is gonna demonstrate the fact that I have worked with you. And you'll you'll show up at places, you'll see advances, you're seeing, you would see miracles, you'll see promotions. And what's the purpose of it all? For him to get the glory. Now in the book of Ephesians, chapter two. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, it says it like this, for we are his workmanship, church, would you read that with me together? Now, for we are his workmanship created for good works, which God made should, that we should walk where? Okay, so the things you do to honor God, saying, the things you do to honor me, I have already prepared before you got there. See, look at that. <laughs> he says that For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God has already prepared beforehand. Now, that's pretty exciting to me because one translation says that we are his handiwork. Another translation says that we are his masterpiece. And so when we look at that and we recognize that we are his handiwork, we are his masterpiece, so we recognize then that you were created to live in this earth realm and you were planted on this journey But God had already laid out the opportunities beforehand so that he could get the glory out of them. And so what he did is he prepared these good works. He prepared these opportunities so that you could do his will in your life. And so what he did is he positioned you. Along your way, he positioned things so that when you get there, then you start doing the good will or the will of God. You start uh, seizing the opportunity. The opportunity was already there. He had already laid it out for you. His will was already there. And so it's it's something to recognize as we go into 2018, uh, as we go strong out of 2017, that God has ordained you. Uh, Would you repeat this after me? God has ordained me to honor him. He's called me. He's opened opportunities for me even before I get there. But well, you know, the Bible says that, uh, the, that, that, that God had done that before the foundation of the world. Well, we know the foundation of the world is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the what? Heavens and the earth. And so, notice this. God had called you, ordained you, and set up opportunities for you before the foundation of the world. So, God says, before Genesis 1, 1, he... Establish you in Genesis 1-0. So somewhere before you and what he had planned for and did in the earth, God set you up so that you could be set up. I want you to get hold of this because we're going to see some miracles like we've never been seen before. If you can get a hold of this, glory to God! How many of you are ready for that? How many of you are ready to stop struggling? Glory to God! How many of you are ready for this unforced rhythms? It's time. It's time. And so, and so somewhere before God uh, established the earth, He created. Before He created the world, God said that there are some people that I'm going to put in your life down the road. And I'm going to place them here. I'm going to place them there. And when you obey me and you follow me, the opportunity and the good works are already going to be there when you show up on the scene. They're already going to be there. And so notice how easy. What happened? The opportunity and the good works were already there in the garden when Adam showed up blessed. The Bible says God planted the garden. And God caused the garden to grow. He had blessed Adam, and all Adam had to do was just manage the blessing. Would you say, I'm getting a picture into my 2018? Glory to God. Come on, say it again. I'm getting a picture into my 2018. Now, now look at this. God prepared a position for before you, before you before you got, before you were going to get there. And then he prepared you for the position. That he had already prepared for you. So when you get there, then you are just getting in the position. But everything that you had to go through was preparing you for what God had already prepared for you. And so you just showed up at the opportunity and walked into the position prepared for what had already been prepared. And so all you went through, all you've gone through this year, all you've gone through over the last two years, five years, ten years, whatever it is, all that you have gone through, it's prepared you for what God has already prepared for you. All the backstabbing. You know what? In 2018, they won't see your back. They'll see your face because God's got your back. So God says, I prepared it before, and I arranged it. And the purpose for arranging it was for my glory. It was for my glory. And so, uh, so in 2018, don't walk in that room feeling insecure. You've been ordained, and you've been called, and God has set it up for you and have prepared it for you even before you got prepared. When you walk into that room, when you walk into that opportunity, don't walk in there with your head hanging down. For you have been called, you have been ordained, you are ready. God has already prepared you for what he's already prepared for you. And so just as Psalm 24 says, lift up your head, O ye gates. Lift up your head, O ye saints, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory is going to come right where the opportunity is. And so, don't, don't, don't go in there insecure. You're going to go into 28. You're going to be uh, n- n- not, not arrogant, but confident. God said that the blessings were going to come upon me, and they were going to overtake me. And he has fulfilled his word that he promised me. My God. So you make that declaration, and then now you'll have that testimony so so notice this this 2018 is going to be a supernatural year. supernatural year. Now, now you can grab hold to it or you can just grab hold of your chair. And it will determine the outcome. It will turn determine the outcome now. Now, so I want to encourage you, don't get distracted with the naysayers. Because the enemy will send you enough critics, enough enough naysayers. And if you start answering all of them, you won't be able to fulfill and you won't be able to see the opportunity that God has laid out. And so uh, just don't be distracted with the naysayers. You know, I uh, had a pastor that says that sometimes you just got to outlive your critics. You can't answer them all. (laughs) You know why, church? Psalm 23, I shared that with you on last week, the purpose of the shepherd. See, see, you don't have to focus on your naysayers because when God gets ready to use you and bless you, you have to understand who is in the house? Because, see, he sends out invitations. And he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And, and God makes them watch you while you're blessed. And there is nothing that they can do about it. Why? It's because it's your time. Nothing that they can do about it. <laughs> Come on now. You're not being arrogant. But you're just being what? But you know what? There's a challenge, though. There's a problem. And the challenge and the problem is this. The definition of will or God's will is this. It is that which is determined, established, and designed. God's will is determined, is established, and is designed. Now, and so the design has already been set. So the will of God is the design In the mind of God and the challenge with the design in the mind of God is that his design is always in the presence of my desire and in between his design and my desire is my ability to choose so I have the ability to choose one or the other so my I can choose my desire and I can reject his design and so what happens is that I live in this tension of choice, I live in in, in this place where i'm I 'm struggling with uh, my desire or god 's design, and that 's just the way it is, and because at times my desire does not match up with his design, and my desire is what I want, and god 's design is what God wants me to want and my challenge is that sometimes I want what I don't want what he does, and and, and what I want is not what he wants me to want. And so there is this tug. There is this pull. I want what I want, and so I hope what I want is what God wants me to want that I want. And so my my, my track record is not as good as God wants it to be, because I'm standing in that place and I, and I say my desire and his design. And there is this tension and struggle that takes place. And the reason that this, there is tension, reason that there is conflict is because of the deception by the enemy. And I'm going to tell you what deception is. This is what you have to be on guard with in 2018. You know what deception is? Deception is this. It is to make good good looks right, but then to make right looks wrong. And so what happens is that uh, God has a will, and his will is his design for my life, for your life, but then we have our own desire, and my desire, your desire, you hope, you say, God, I hope that my desire is your design, and that I desire what you want me to desire, And I want to desire what you want me to desire because I don't want to have to make a choice. And so one of the things we've got to look at here is that how can we get into that place where it's not a struggle? It's not a struggle. So let's talk about the will of God. What is the stated will of God? I'm not going to be long, just a few more minutes. What is the stated will of God? God's will is that you be saved. I'm going to just give you three this morning. God's will is that you be saved. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, this is good and pleasing for our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So that's the will of God. The will of God is everyone is saved. At the end of our service today, um, near the end of our service, I'm going to give you an opportunity that if you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, you can do that today. And then now you will be stepping up to an aspect of the will of God. And, 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 and you will not be able to meet his design and, to have, and for him to prepare you for what he's already prepared for you if you do not have that relationship with him and say, I'm going to be led by you because I know that before I was ever born, you scheduled each one of my days. The second thing is that God's, God's will first is that you be saved. God's will is you be holy. Holy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. It says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. Oh, that's an old school word, huh? (laughs) It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. So so notice now, these are some of the things that God's will, remember, he's going to get the glory. So these are things you're going to be looking out for that the enemy will try to trap. Number one, you want to be saved in relationship. And then secondly, uh, you want to be sanctified. You know, when we, when we uh, grew up and uh, we used to have testimonies in church, and our testimonies, Gwen and I have talked about that. Our testimonies were not their testimonies. And not like their testimonies, they, but, but they were similar. And, um, but the testimonies started almost all, all the same. To the pastor and the distinguished guest, I just want to say to the to, to, to the Lord, who's my my, my the uh, finisher of my my what? He is the what? He's the head of my life. And what's the next one? No, they don't go that. now they're not that sophisticated. Eh? And, and then they say, and they, they say something about a martyr glory and I desire prayer. And then they go sit down. All of them were the same. To the pastor and the distinguished guests, I just want to give thanks to the, to the uh, Lord, the God who's the head of my life. And, 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 and I'm excited about a martyr glory. I don't know what a martyr glory is. And I desire prayer. I, Pastor, I want to give thanks. Hi, Pastor. I want to give thanks to you and our distinguished guests. You know what? I want to give, uh, thank God who's ahead of my life and a model glory and I desires prayer. Somebody else come up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, but we used to have in our church, you know, because in our church, we used to play um, like uh, Amazing Grace right before the message and uh, Guide Me Over, Great Jehovah, Pilgrims Through This Barren Land. Nah, I mean, we used, to, we used to sing those. And then there was an organ solo. And, you know, as, as growing up, and, and so this organ solo, and so if you held a note long enough, it did something in the atmosphere, I don't know. <laughs> and we used to have a lady in our church. She was, I don't know, she was maybe 80. She was so faithful, but she would just say, uh, she, would, she would just say, hold on to what you got and reach for more. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea as we're kind of connecting three generations this month. I love the Lord, he, there's some baptists out here, some medalists out here, uh, it's so great, I, I just love it, and, um, but there was such a, there was such a purity about that, I, it's a, it's a heritage that was so special, and, um, when the Bible talks about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in one breath, that I just kind of picture that they listened to the same music. They wore the same clothes, they dug the same wells. And sometimes we lose our father's voice. I'm excited about this month. I believe God's going to anoint it. God's going to bless it. So number one, God's will he, he, God desires you be saved, will we'll, that you be saved? Then number two, God desires that you be holy. And then number three, God's will is that you be thankful. Hmm. God's will is that you be thankful. The Bible says it very well in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says it like this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, notice this. For you to give thanks in an unfavorable situation says what? That I have faith beyond my situation. It's a demonstration of faith. Because you're thanking God because you know that he's not going to leave you there. Uh, There's a song. Oh, I'm just kind of uh, going back in time. When I was in college, there was a song we used to sing, I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. I believe that was James Cleveland. Come on, somebody sing it. Nobody told. I mean, he's like, nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I don't believe he brought me this far to what? To leave me. (laughs) And you know what? That's Isaiah 65, Isaiah 66. The Bible says that God says that I won't bring you to the delivery room and just leave you there without causing you to give birth. So God's will is that you be thankful. It is God's will that you recognize his favor on your life. Because your life to be a testimony of his presence and power, you give thanks for that. And that people see that it is not in your own ability, it is not in your own skill, but it is in, it is, you are where you are. Why? It's because when you showed up, God had already put good things there. He already put the opportunity there. He already had produced the result, and you just showed up because he had already prepared it beforehand. He just was preparing you for what he had already prepared in Genesis 1:0. So God wants you to give thanks. This next year, as our team comes, this next year, there is going to be just a spirit of freedom, a spirit of praise, I've already seen our worship. Uh, generally, there is a following of the team that's on stage, but I've seen worship services as part of the Champion Center where that the audience is just going to have such a great freedom and we're all just going to flow together and be led by the Holy, Holy Ghost. I'm so excited about that. And so uh, this last verse, if you would just pull up Psalm 133 of Psalm 133, and it's the last verse in Psalm 133. It says it like this. We know that Deuteronomy 28 says that, 28-2, where God says that this is what I'm going to do. All these blessings will come upon you, and they will overtake you because you obey me. Then in Kings 8:20, he says that, I have already fulfilled my word. And so in Psalm 133, the Bible talks about unity. It talks about how they are flowing together. Do you know what? God doesn't bless chaos. He blesses order. He called the world and the earth into order before he actually blessed it. Unity. They were all dwelling together. And, and, and it gives an analogy where he says, behold how, how pleasant it is when brethren and sisterin dwell together in unity. It was like an anointing that flowed down from the mountain and it touched everybody that was from in reach of the mountain. It flowed down to Aaron's and Aaron's beard and it flowed down to his chest. And and every person that was part of the nation, every tribe got the anointing because they were aligned in obedience to how God had instructed them. And God said, this is where Psalm 133 is, is that God says that he commands a blessing. Now, it's one thing for him to say that, look, all these blessings are going to come upon you, and they're going to overtake you, and then we're going to have a testimony at the end of the year and, or during the course of the year that says that he's fulfilled my word. But isn't it exciting that the way he's going to fulfill it is he's going to start commanding some things. He's going to command blessings. And can't you see yourself in the middle of your naysayers, in the middle of your enemies, and God has prepared a table before you. They're looking at you being blessed, and they can't do anything about it. That's a picture into 2018. All we have to do is flow with the Spirit of God and watch what God does. Have you ever wanted? it? what God did not want for you. Have you ever had tension between your desire and his design? The Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. He was, th- that, that means that when you're walking closely with him, that he'll put the desires he wants you to have in your heart. And then you'll want the desires that he wants for you. And you want those also. And as we position, there's a Boldness. A confidence that you should have. This upcoming year is going to be one of the most amazing years of the life, your life, of our church. We crank up the expectancy and we believe God for miracles, signs and wonders. And for God to command blessings. We'll hear about people. So all of a sudden, God, an inheritance and debts have been paid. Supernatural healings expected.